With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, football. Welcome to That's Good Sports Podcast. I am Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. Today we are talking about all of the Sunday games coming up. We're going to touch on every single freaking game. A lot of news happened after week one. We're officially into week two, Will. So, uh, I don't know. I have no interesting questions to ask you on a personal level. But uh, are you okay? How are you? No, I'm not okay. I had to wait. We waited uh, longer than any other team mm-hmm. to see our guys play, and that's the kind of performance they turned in. I just want to say personally, the season's over. <laughs> uh, the Broncos fans' overreaction on social media. I talked about it. Um, I joined in. The season's over. Season's done. Uh, fire Elway. Fire Vic Fangio. Fire Joe Flacco. Just, I, think, I want Donald Trump to come in and say, Joe Flacco, you're fired. Fire. Elway can get that to happen. Oh, he could get it done in uh, maybe five minutes. Maybe like I, a cameo. A cameo service type of thing. Yeah, probably. It wouldn't be cheap, he but... He could do it for the right price. I think... Uh, Speaking for Broncos fans, the overreaction, I think, is just a result of the last three years. Yeah. Um, And it was, you know, there was a a level of patience with Vance Joseph year one. That jumped down shorter year two. Well, because he he got off to a 2-0 start also, which people should be – it's like people forget, you know, 2-0 starts clearly mean nothing. When you follow them up, losing, you know, the next 11 out of 14 games or the next 10 out of 14 games. Yeah, I mean, in this week one, there were a lot of good teams, I think, that lost this week that will be fine. I don't know if the Broncos are a good team. I think that's the the scary part. Um, yeah, it's because it's the unknown because you could lose a random game in week nine and it wouldn't be a big deal. but. We don't know what the team's identity is, especially with a coach. Like, oh, is this guy just bad again? We don't know. No one knows. I think the thing that was frustrating was that the Broncos' defense didn't look good. And that was, like, the thing we thought would, without question, look really good. And it it wasn't even like they were horrible because – but it was exactly the same in that they would get – get the Raiders into third down and then the Raiders would convert, which right. equates to long drives, which makes it really hard for your offense to get into rhythm. And it's something that we have seen year after year after year recently. And uh, the pass rush wasn't there. Everybody's blaming Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, which I think is partially fair. 
but Derek Carr was getting rid of the ball extremely fast. And also the defensive line wasn't disrupting anything no. in the pocket. So for your edge rushers to be effective, typically there's got to be some other disruption or your quarterback's got to be holding onto the ball the way Joe Flacco kind of likes to. Um, there was one sack in that game. Oh, yeah. Flacco held onto the ball so long, so long, and then took a sack. Maybe like, maybe like eight seconds. Yeah, it was – I felt like it was the longest I had ever seen a quarterback hold onto a football and then just fucking take a sack. But he also, like – I thought he did some really nice things. I think he'll get better as he gets more comfortable in that offense. Like his touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders was – I thought a really nice pass. Mm-hmm. Portland Sutton looked really good. Um, so we'll see. we'll see. I like how like when they they wait till they're down to not mess around in the red zone. It's like, oh, we need a touchdown yeah. quick. Let's do this play that's going to result in a right. touchdown probably like 85% of the time. Yeah, well, the that was the first drive, though, that once they got across the 50, they didn't have a penalty, a sack, or some right. other thing that pushed I mean, them backwards. They were kind of lucky because that long pass to Sanders could have been flagged about 15 times for Garrett Bowles holding. Oh, did he have a bad hold on that play? Oh, it was horrendous, yeah. He probably <laughs> held like three or four times in that game. People think he's better now just because he didn't get called, but those will get called eventually, I'm sure. There, there were some Garrett Bowles defenders on, on Twitter. Uh, somebody posted one of the, the plays where like he was out blocking and literally touching nobody right yeah and then a lot of people were like philip Lindsay cut the wrong way uh all this other shit and then i think i saw mark schlereth this morning because brandon thorne was pointing out connor mcgovern's good block on that play and schlereth was like if you're garrett bowles you have to try to avoid contact the way he did on that play so when you see like a former offensive lineman kind of confirm what you see and maybe I'm like oh maybe I don't know maybe that's what Bulls was supposed to not touch anybody like I don't know I get convinced that's how they drew it up yeah I I never feel firm in my beliefs about football no no that's why you know that's why we uh that's why we hire football players to be analysts because they played the game Brandon you see I mean to be fair you and I both played the game too so we played it at the highest level but just for a short amount of time that's true, yeah. Um, Which, if you could have one former pro be our co-host on this podcast to, like, help us know our shit, who would you pick? Who should be our, our – like, when, when we get big and people are like, those guys need a big dick football player, who, who do you want? Did, uh, did Adam Rank ever play football? Ooh, I don't think so. All right, I'll take um... – I'll take Brian Baldinger. Oh, you're gonna ball these breakdowns, huh? Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. I like Joe he's Thomas. Got that voice. He's got that voice to cancel our shitty he, voices out. He's got a really like manly voice. Mm-hmm. Joe Thomas is gonna be working with the NFL Network. He would be cool. Um, I'm trying to think though, who would be the best? I want somebody who's like football smart, but also a little bit crazy. Not like Larry Johnson crazy, but I was just gonna say. Yeah, he, he he tweeted something, and I I could not decipher at all what his point was. Yeah, him and him and Antonio Brown need to <laughs> work on their uh, composition skills. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay, how about um, 
Michael Irvin. <laughs> oh God, Michael! He's, well, he's he tips the scale at crazy, and yeah. I don't think he really knows anything about football anymore. No, but uh, say what you want. I love watching Michael Irvin on television. I love listening to him, even when it's like annoying. I'm still like, this is very entertaining. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, certifiably an insane person, and somehow has been working in television for like 20 years. <laughs> He's got that sweet, sweet gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking about uh, sweet, sweet gigs, how is Jameis Winston still the quarterback for the Buccaneers? I don't know. That's a solid seg- segue. I know. <laughs> Want to get into all these games? Yeah, let's break them down, starting with the Thursday game. That's Tampa- a good question because Jameis Winston, on top of being never consistently good, uh, right. is – I don't know. He doesn't seem smart. He doesn't seem like he's an intelligent quarterback. Nor a good person. Nor a good – like, we we did a whole podcast about how he almost certainly raped somebody and got away with it in college. Uh, but the NFL is like, ah, he, he's all, it's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll let Bruce Arians get a, a crack with him now. Mm-hmm. I, I think the biggest reason – they haven't had a better option. That's the thing is – how do you go into the season knowing who Jameis Winston is and not giving yourself some kind of insurance policy? Yeah. Because their, their backup right now is Ryan Griffin. What, what was – when did they pick? In the, they had a high draft pick this year, and they took um, – took Devin White. They took – yeah, the other Devin. Mm-hmm. They took Devin White. I think it was one pick ahead of uh, Dan Jones. Yeah, I mean, even – I guess they probably picked high in the second round. They could have grabbed a – did they take a quarterback in the draft? No, I don't think so. No, I mean, not even remotely high enough to, to play one. But, I mean, at this point, they're neck and neck with the Dolphins, I guess. Although they're just a better team, you know. Yeah, they're better than the Dolphins. And they have players around Jameis to the point where they'll probably back their way into like five wins. Uh, but they need to take someone or, you know, trade for someone or like what Bruce Arians did in Arizona and take kind of a cast off in Carson Palmer and turn him into a reclamation project. But Jameis just isn't the answer. He threw two really horrible pick sixes yeah. on Sunday that the uh, – just lost them the game. They probably would have won fairly handily if not for those. There was a pick six to Richard Sherman. There was maybe the worst interception I've seen to Akello Witherspoon on a, on an aborted screen pass. It just feels like he's thrown that inter- that same interception where he's like falling back like a second away from hitting the ground on his way to being sacked and just dumps the ball into the air. It's like in that Rose Bowl game against Oregon, he had the worst <laughs> turnover anyone's ever seen. And since then, it's like – he's like, I need to do this at least once a game. And he has. Yeah, he uh, – I mean, the – did you mention their 12 straight? Oh, right, yeah. Uh, another <laughs> another interesting stat. Uh, he hasn't won a road game since 2016. You know who he played in 2016 and where he won? Where? San Diego, a place where they don't play football anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I just I just looked up the the Bucks draft draft and uh, 
In the fifth round, they took kicker Matt Gay. Before that, it was all defense. I had a mock to the Chiefs in the first round. So Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, they did take one wide receiver in the sixth, uh, Scott Miller. No nice. way a guy named Scott Miller is going to be good at wide wow. receiver. So, yeah, they only basically addressed, addressed defense in the draft. Um, what, what round did Gardner Minshew go in? Like, obviously, Six. they – Sixth round. They they took a kicker before they could have had Gardner, and we'll get to him a little bit later. But uh, the Panthers are six-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. They're at home. Yeah. I think the Panthers will win this game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey might set their all the records this season. He might be. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody's pretty much given Saquon Barkley the, the crown as the best running back in the NFL, but – I don't know. It might be it might be Christian McCaffrey just based on what he's able to do in the passing game too. And he, he seems like a better runner this year. Yeah, it's crazy how good he uh, he has been in the NFL. Um, I remember Broncos fans really wanted him to be drafted. That was uh, was that the Garrett the Bowles, Bowles year? Yeah. yeah. Imagine how much. That was one of the worst drafts I think anyone's ever had. Yeah. I mean, Garrett Bowles instead of Ryan Ramchek. Yeah. Who gave up zero sacks and zero hits to J.J. Watt on Monday Night Football. Yeah, it's just – and the Broncos' hurts. right tackle is going to miss significant time with a the, with the knee injury. Right. So we needed. The haunting sort of Garrett Bowles draft still haunting us. Mm-hmm. But uh, Christian McCaffrey – it's cool to see, you know, with the Bronco ties, son of Ed McCaffrey. He looked great in college, but you never know how it's going to transfer. But I'm just right. I'm half, I'm Small happy. white running back from Stanford. Yeah, he's going to make so much money this offseason. I know there's – he's got to just – he's got to demand to be paid. Yeah, and he's got a case too. Uh, just because of how important he is to that offense. He is the Panthers' offense. Pretty much. Uh, Cam, Cam, I think, is regressing all the time. Yeah, well, I don't know if he is – I don't know if he'll be fully healthy this year with his shoulder. Right, yeah. I mean, that's that's a huge part of it. But he doesn't look like he's, you know uh, – he's certainly not improving. And he, he seems to get worse every year going back from his MVP year. Oh, he had, a, he had a pretty good season in uh, 2017. That's when they added McCaffrey, of course. Right. But yeah, he, he's got a case over someone like Melvin Gordon, who clearly, as we saw on Sunday, isn't the catalyst to that Chargers offense. No. So you're going to – Henry either. Yeah. Chargers, man. Whole different story. Did you – how did – did you track our picks from last week? No. <laughs> okay. So we both did great. We'll just yeah. – Confirm that. I'm going to pick the Panthers. You're picking the Panthers. Not that it fucking matters. I think I'm just going to pay someone $5 a week to do it for me. <laughs> if any, yeah, if anyone wants to uh, hit me I'll up. I'll pay you $5. Yeah. It, I'm sure it takes one minute at a time. No, it takes a couple. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's right. well more than minimum wage. Then we've got Cardinals – at Ravens, Ravens 13 and a half point favorites after they fucking just smoked the Dolphins. Um, this, is, this is an interesting game. 
I thought if you – last week I would have looked at this game and been like, eh. Now I'm kind of – I'm interested to see if Kyler Murray can put together a full game because he – Right, did, he looked really bad in the first half. Yeah, he looked hor- – the Cardinals looked terrible. So bad for most of that game, and then they looked pretty pretty good, and the, the Lions just gave up. Yeah. Uh, like, never Ra- mind. We don't want to win this. The Ravens look like the best team the world has ever seen the way they <laughs> destroyed yeah. Miami. Uh, and Lamar Jackson, don't, don't get me wrong, Lamar Jackson played very well. He threw the ball very well. But he had more time than I have All seen day. any quarterback to ever throw the football. And he had guys – he had Tom Brady-level openness for his receivers in that game. Mm-hmm. All game. So, I think we're going to learn – hopefully we'll learn more about both of these teams in this game. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing is, after the Miami game, people were saying, well, let's, you know, let's see what Lamar Jackson looks like against a team that's on a JV squad. And <laughs> the Cardinals aren't exactly that. They've got a really bad defense still. They got that Vance Joseph coach defense ready to – but – Vance Joseph, good the first two weeks of the season. We know that. That's true. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Still no Patrick Peterson. Uh, our old friend Shermaine Brock dropped an interception that might have won the game for Arizona. It definitely would have. Yeah. that's. The, he would have either returned it for a touchdown or they would have uh, closed out the game yep. with a field goal. Maybe. Field goals were kind of a crapshoot week one. Dicey, yeah, as they, as they always are. But, you know, it, no matter how he does, basically it's a lose-lose for him because if he plays well again, it's going to be like, well, it's also the Cardinals. And to be honest, like, I couldn't think of an easier first two weeks on the schedule. Yeah, and that's – I mean, that's a good thing, I think, for a young quarterback because part of yeah. it is developing that confidence and getting comfortable doing things like you know you can as an athlete. Um the Ravens' offensive line might be really good, which oh, it is, yeah. I think we we have seen with Dak Prescott makes quite a bit of a difference. So, don't know if we'll learn too much more about Lamar Jackson, but knowing that he didn't rush the ball at all and he did everything with his arm has got to be exciting for Ravens fans. Uh, I'll say right now, I think he'll be better than Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, look at that take. Look at that take. Kyler's a much better. I do think still Kyler's a better passer. Fair enough. And Lamar's a little bit faster, although they don't seem like super interested in running him. Although, let's see what happens when they play a close game. Because why would you run him when you're when you started the game up twenty eight points? Yeah, and I I think. Like, I'm excited to see Lamar Jackson have a game where he throws the ball really well and also rushes for, like, 55 yards and a right. touchdown. Yeah, because people were talking about him, you know, breaking 1,000 yards this year, which, has, which is – Not on to- track. Not on track. No, he's got seven rushing yards, uh, which Joe Flacco, of course, could not beat out. No, I was really hoping. Uh, yeah. But I just think – I mean, I just think Lamar's in a better situation with the Ravens. It's a better organization. There's better is. coaches. It's a Absolutely. better team. So, uh, and he's got Hollywood Brown. He might be 
the second coming of uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Who's and, you know, his cousin. Cousins. Uh, yeah. So as the Ravens are 13 and a half point favorites, I think I will agree with that and select the Ravens. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Panthers, by the way, for the first game, obviously. And I'm taking the Ravens. I don't know if they'll cover 13 and a half, but I'll take them to win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of the Lions that blew that game to Arizona. Or Lions. The Chargers are heading to Detroit. The Dodge Chargers are heading to the Motor City. The Ford City, yeah. Mm. Makes you think. Uh, Hunter Henry hurt his knee. Uh, another year where – I tweeted this out, but yeah. the Chargers are the only team in the NFL to suffer any sort of injuries. We should all feel bad for them because, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> at least their quarterback didn't uh, – didn't suffer mononucleosis and is going to miss a, a month. Obviously, is that how much Darnold's going to miss? Is a month? They said he's going to miss multiple weeks. Woo! Yeah, for sure. Mono. Uh, that is that the first time you've ever heard a quarterback getting mono and missing time? I think so. Yeah, we'll we'll dig into that in the Jets game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess fair enough. But, so yeah, Hunter Henry's out four to six weeks, which obviously uh, is a big blow to their offense that went 12-4 and four without him last year. I don't care, you know. He's, he's not the best tight end in the world. Uh, Jake Butt tears his ACL once a year, and now we're all supposed to feel bad for the Chargers. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Um, it sucks for Hunter Henry, who missed the whole year last year. But the Chargers are going to be fine. Uh, I'm not really worried about them at all. Well, they're up tight even, end. The even Bronx with the injuries, for years. Even with the injuries, they're two and a half point favorites on the road of to the Lions. Of course they uh, are. But I mean, I think the Chargers' story is that their injuries seem to happen to usually all of their really good players. So their starting corner might not play. Uh, his backup is on IR. Mike Williams, their number number two receiver, probably not going to play, has a knee injury. They added somebody to the, the practice squad just in case. We know Derwin James is done, which means Virgil Green, former Bronco, along with Trevor Simeon, maybe Demarius Thomas. Yep. A lot, of, lot of old favorites here in Denver on the field. Their kicker, uh, Michael Badgley, groin injury still. Uh, and Russell Okun, um, Another Bronco, former, one season. Yeah, I will say this. They struggled without Okung. Yeah, that's the Chargers' real issue is their offensive line did not look good in pass protection. I don't think the Hunter Henry thing really matters. I do think the Okung thing is more important. And obviously the Derwin James one, too. Yeah. Um, because they're, yeah, their backup safety missed the tackle on that long touchdown by Marlon Mack. But as long as uh, Philip Rivers is still playing, and we know he will be playing for the next 15 years at least, I think they're fine. And I'm taking them to win this game. Interesting. I'm going to take the Lions here. Um, I think the Chargers will mostly be fine. I think they'll be good enough to lose in the playoffs again. Of course, yeah. If – I mean – they maybe they'll get healthy. Maybe Antonio Gates comes back out of retirement again. Uh, the Lions just lost for stupid reasons 
I don't know why. I'm just gonna. I just think the Lions are gonna win. Maybe, maybe it's because my soft heart yearns for them to be not terrible. Perhaps, um, perhaps. Although, if they were not terrible, they would have won that game on Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, uh, Colts versus the Tennessee Titans. The Titans blew out the Super Bowl-bound Cleveland Browns. The Colts almost stole that game in L.A. Uh, Jacoby Brissett played pretty well. Marlon Mack looks like he's going to be a very competent running back. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've got a pretty decent matchup here in the AFC South. I think the question is they're not going to get another implosion uh, like the Browns did. So is Tennessee going to be able to drop back with Marcus Mariota, you know, 25 times a game and win this? Right. Against a, a still a very well-rounded Colts team. Yeah, I think that's the question Question about the Titans is, can their offense perform, you know, the way they did every week? If their offense can be, I would say, just like average. Like, yep. average every week, that defense is good enough for the Titans to be a really good football team. The de- didn't the defense score 14 points for them or tw- two touchdowns in that game against Something the Browns? Like yeah, they either got close because Ma- Malcolm Butler had a pick six. Either way, they got three picks in the in the second half. Or yeah, the they fourth quarter scoring was pretty easy for the the Titans. Right, they had a the Derrick Henry seventy five yard screen pass go for a touchdown. Like I don't think that's going to happen every all week. time. So what what you want to see from Tennessee is like consistent offensive play where they put up consistent points every week. I don't know if they can do that but they have pieces I mean they with Delaney Walker with Derrick Henry with uh what's who's their Corey Davis Corey Davis yeah although I will say that yeah Delaney Walker being back was huge but I think AJ Brown who's their rookie wide receiver he had three big catches or at least a couple long catching runs he looks like Anquan Bolton like a, just He's not a super tough, fast, reliable receiver. Somehow gets open. Uh, so I think that's a huge weapon for Mariota. And yeah, and I mean Adam Humphreys in the like they for the first time you should feel kind of good about I think the pieces they have to catch catch the ball there. That's always the thing though is yeah, that's a very good looking offense and if Mariota plays, he's have to play. You know, he doesn't have to throw three touchdowns every week like he did in week one. But if he can play slightly above average, that's absolutely a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, and the Titans the Titans have a really good offensive line. I feel <laughs> like if they had, I don't know, Dak Prescott, they would be very good football team. Mariota just hasn't proven it yet. Maybe this year he finally does. Um, the Titans have – what looks like they should have the best team in that division almost based on, on paper. But, uh, yeah. And they look like at week one, they looked really good. Uh, so with that all said, I'm going to take the Titans at home. I think it's going to be another close game. Yeah. It's going to be like the, the best looking Owen two team, the Colts, the Colts. Yeah. The Colts feel like they're going to be close in every game. Yeah. Um, 
And it is because it the Colts like also have yeah. a really good team. They were at, they had such a so much promise with a young, talented team. And maybe that promise is not wasted. Chad Kelly's serving the final game of his suspension. Yeah, so we'll wait for him to to get back on the roster and uh, eventually start. Yeah, we all want to see Chad Kelly starting. Devin Funches broke his clavicle against the Chargers, um, and that you know he was one of their few free agent acquisitions this offseason. But I'll take the Titans too, especially at home. All right, so we're both on the Titans. San Francisco 49ers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengies. Super Bowl rematch happened twice in the 80s. Can John Ross keep playing like he did without A.J. Green? Yeah, man, if once A.J. Green gets healthy – You've got Tyler Boyd, John Ross, and A.J. Green. That is, those are some dangerous wide receivers. Joe Mixon didn't do anything against the Seahawks, and they still yeah decent. Didn't he get hurt, too? Yeah, I think so. Uh, fortunately, yeah, they've got Gio Bernard, who they just signed to a bizarrely lucrative yeah. contract. We talked about Gio. Um, I thought the Bengals were going to win that game until I saw – Andy Dalton with the slippery ball. Yeah, the old, the old Kyle Orton. Um, I thought because the Bengals played a good, a good game against a good football team, and Zach Taylor was a head coach I did not think would do well, especially early, but I thought he had his team pretty well prepared, and even though they lost, like if you're a Bengals fan, maybe be a little bit excited that your team looked pretty good against I think yeah, the Seahawks yeah, are going to be really good they're never as bad as everyone thinks they're going to be the Bengals yeah because people predicted them to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year and Dalton's never going to be that bad uh, they're always going to have AJ Green out there you know they've got a good running game they've got players on defense because they do draft well uh, that defensive line still has Geno Atkins and, and Carlos Dunlap so they're always going to get pressure I think they're just going to be – they're going to be in the thick of things, uh, especially because I think Pittsburgh's probably going to take a step back. So I think they're going to be competing with Baltimore for the division. For After week West. one, you could you could easily say that the Ravens and Bengals look like the two best teams in the AFC North. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to take the Bengals at home. I think Jimmy Garoppolo looked pretty timid. yeah. In Tampa Bay. I think it'll take Jimmy G a little bit to get comfortable. Yeah, he threw a pick six of his own in that game. Yeah, so I'm glad, uh, you know, he said he likes to throw the picks during the preseason to get him, see what he can do. Exactly. He didn't learn. I'll take the Bengals too. Both taking the Bengals. Jaguars. 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 Texans, Texans. nine-point favorites. One of the most exciting quarterback duels. I think we've seen in a long time. I'm not talking about Breeze Watson. I'm talking about Gardner Minshew versus Deshaun Watson. This there week, you go. This is the real week. Monday Night Football was uh, one of the best games I think in a long time. One of the best regular season games in a long time. Not just yeah. the game of Week One. A game was man. Deshaun Watson looked so good. If anyone deserved to win a game, it was him. <laughs> It, it yeah his uh his touchdown pass to put the the Texans did that game 
to put the Texans ahead right. at the end of that game, like he took – he just got blasted. Blasted. And he threw – threw a laser into the end zone to, to get the lead before, you know, Drew Brees threw like two passes to get him in field goal range and Will Lutz uh, broke all of their hearts. Um, and he played – it looked like he played most of the game with a fucked up lower back. After he, he dove yeah, into the end zone for that touchdown, he had a back massage guy. And if I know anything about a lower back injury uh, – It hurts. <laughs> I can't play quarterback once my no. back goes out. No, no, no. But, with a good maybe. And, and I like Deshaun Watson, but I, I am going to be rooting for Gardner Minshew to get a victory here. He deserves it. Um, we learned that his grandpa wanted to name him Beowulf. Uh, yeah. His dad named him Gardner Minshew II, even though there's never been a Gardner Minshew I. Respect. And maybe this is inappropriate. I don't have a daughter, but if I did have a daughter, I would want her to grow up and give Gardner Minshew a blowjob. Let's let's check back in on that in five years. No, 18 years, Will. Let's not be weird. That is how much I like Gardner. <laughs> and he played good against the Chiefs. 18 years from now? Is that weird? What are you trying to say? Well, I we I don't have a kid yet, so nineteen years from now. Let's okay. So you have all right, confirmed you're having a kid next year. I will pimp my daughter out to Gardner Minshew right now. Yeah. That is how confident I am in him as a good person his- and as a man that I would want to be associated with. Mm-hmm. You like you just like the mustache. Did you know who he was uh, before <laughs> this game? Yeah, I, he was like one of the players I featured in my best uh, NFL, okay, our right. best college named player. So I learned about him in March. But you never watched him play at Washington State? Fuck no. <laughs> him, I don't yeah, watch him. any college players play though, so. That's fair. Yeah, I guess you have other things to do. Uh, what do you think his ceiling, like, because he played very well, but it was against the Chiefs' defense. Uh, right, yeah, I didn't. And I, I still don't think the Chiefs' defense – their second – I don't think they're good. So, uh, not yet anyway. They might gel together this season. Uh, I, think, uh, I think he'll end up being like a Fitzpatrick type, maybe without so many turnovers. Although that – now that I think about it, that's like the perfect quarterback. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be like – basically like Ryan Fitzpatrick's role where he'll be like a journeyman – spot starter fair enough I, yeah i mean i don't know well texans with, well, like mix with nick Foles, where he gets a super bowl mvp there that's all that matters yeah <laughs> um josh dobbs we talked about um in one of the episodes this week i didn't know he was he was an aerospace engineer yeah and gardner Minshew scored a 42 on the wonderlick so if you combine dobbs and Minshew, are they smarter than ryan fitzpatrick no okay I like your confidence there. He went to Harvard. Uh, Texans nine-point favorites. Uh, yeah, I don't think they'll cover, but I think the Texans will win. Yeah, I mean, the Texans looked good. They did. I think the Texans will win, but I'm, I can't pick against Gardner. Not after I said I want my daughter to have sex with him. That's fair. Well, you started with a blowjob, and now you're, now you're ramping it up a little yeah, bit. Well, I mean, what's – uh, yeah, ask, ask Bill Clinton. Is 
Okay. It's semantics. I'm All the right. Texans. Uh, You're the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are three-point favorites. <sighs> they scored ten points against the Bears. The Vikings dismantled the Atlanta Falcons, made Matt Ryan look worse than he's looked in years. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Vikings here. I, I, I wasn't super impressed by the Packers offense, uh, at all. I think their defense played well, but then again, I think a lot of it was the bears offense playing really poorly too. Yeah. A and, lot of questions, right? Like, yeah, we Vikings don't know yet, but I saw like you put this stat in there and I was like about to write it, but Rodgers was the least accurate quarterback week one yeah. on terms of like catchable balls. And that's kind of surprising. I know the, the Bears defense was all over him and the Packers offensive line didn't do a, a great job and they didn't get a lot out of their running game. But you got to be a little bit concerned about that. And the the Vikings, the way they beat the the Falcons was rushing the ball. Dalvin Cook had 111 rushing yards. Kirk Cousins threw it 10 times in that game. Absurd, yeah. And when he did throw the ball, he it was great. It was, it was 8 to 10. 98 yards uh, and a touchdown to Adam Thielen. So we'll see how good the Green Bay's defense really is uh, because – I'm not confident they can shut down the Vikings run game. I think the Vikings want to establish themselves as like a physical run first team. And if they don't, they still have Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, uh, Stephon Diggs, and Kyle Rudolph to throw the ball to. So I don't know. I think this yeah, is a really good game defense. where we're going to get a better grip on the potential of both of these teams this season. Yeah, definitely a playoff team this year, I think, yeah. the Vikings. The pa- I mean, we, you got to give – just like the same thing we're going to say about the Broncos is you have to give the Matt LaFleur offense a little more time. Right. Maybe a chance against a, a not-so-good defense because they're coming out of the gate playing two of the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah. And, and to be the- fair, like the- – Yeah, a few more the- times. The Packers only gave up 46 rushing yards against the Bears. The Bears have uh, decent running backs – so, if if Minnesota like if if Dalvin Cook has over a hundred yards again for the Vikings, Vikings fans should go from six to midnight for their team. Absolutely, yeah, I think it's warranted. Uh, so yeah, so I'm taking the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings too. All right, Cowboys at the Washington R words. <laughs> Washington looked pretty good, uh, at least in the first half. Yeah, Case looked like he knew what he was doing. It seemed like they were playing to Case Keenum's strengths, which the Broncos really refused to do all of last year. Yeah, I don't think Case Keenum got enough love either, like on the the national sort of scale. I forget who was talking about Washington, and I think they were talking about something this week, like Case Keenum. He won't be the starter in two weeks anyway. Pitt, I was like, man. Like really well. Played pretty good football that week. At least give him credit. Like probably not going to be the starter because they have a first round draft pick behind him. But he did all, all right until you know Carson wins through a million. Yeah, that was not a game. Any Jackson winning uh, whatsoever. 
And fuck, I mean, Darius Geis tore his meniscus and got a second opinion today from Dr. James Andrews, may or may not have surgery on it. My question is, why, why isn't James Andrews like just the first opinion for all, all, all injuries in the NFL? I, yeah, I, I want to make him my, my private physician. Yeah, no, like if something – I don't even care if it's not in his wheelhouse – he has to have like billions of dollars, right? Oh God, dude! But if something something goes wrong with me, me medically, take me to Doctor James Andrews. Yeah, please. I don't care. I don't care how much it costs. Just take me take me to J immediately. Uh, so yeah, Adrian Peterson starting. My uh, fantasy draft pick of AP just got a lot sweeter. Right, right. It doesn't seem like John Gruden really likes him. Uh, it doesn't seem like he fits into what they want to do at all. But um, he's there. He's probably going to have a couple really good games. Yeah, he's going to – I think he's going to get – well, Cowboys defense pretty good, especially against the run. This might not be a great game for uh, Adrian Peterson, but I think the Cowboys will win – but I think Peter, Peterson will have like 80 yards and a touchdown or some shit. That sounds about right. Um, but uh, I'm taking the Cowboys. I want to take the Redskins. I really do. Because I think they're better than – I think they're better than they're getting credit for. And they put up a good fight against maybe, you know, one of the three best teams in the NFL on the road. But uh, clearly they struggle in coverage. Uh, they gave up two long touchdowns to Deshaun Jackson. They're playing another good passing team this week. Yeah. Cowboys. You think Jason Witten gets another touchdown? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, Seahawks at Steelers. Ooh. Seahawks. Yeah, I'll take the Seahawks too. The Steelers are four-point favorites. Um, their defense – looked horrible yeah uh, and i know that they, they're finally switching to doing some man coverage uh and we always make fun of like the steelers zone defense against the patriots uh, right which didn't, didn't like work been... out didn't work out either turns no. out you know, to play man defense you have to have guys that are good at man coverage yeah um you know they do dante moncrief i think had the worst performance of any receiver week one Targeted 10 times, just three catches for seven yards, I think. He had a terrible drop in that game. And uh, I think it's fair to say he's not as, as good as Antonio Brown. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'll say it. I'll Don't say think it. I'll catch too much backlash for that one? No. Okay. No, 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 no. I agree. Uh, it really brings up the question of, like, how much does Antonio Brown – not having Antonio Brown hurt that offense because like the Tyree kill things, Sammy Watkins gets wide open because people are covering Tyree kill down the field. You got to put two guys on Antonio Brown makes it a lot easier for Juju Smith Schuster and whoever else wants to play in the slot. Right. Uh, I think it makes it a lot tougher for that offense. I think, I think though the, the Patriots defense is really good. And we saw that, Oh, of course, yeah. Last season, we saw it in the Super Bowl with what they did to the Rams, and they picked up right they left six off. points in their last two games. Yeah, so – and but they shut down two typically really good offenses. Like, yeah. if, if 
fucking Patriots, man. The, the defense is amazing. It is – it's why it's – and it, that's like Bill Belichick's specialty is just making his defense really good. It doesn't matter who the fuck their defensive coordinator is, which you can't say that about mo- any other team. Like they fired, they fired their defensive coordinator – or no, he didn't – I'm sorry, he left. Flores left, Patricia yeah. left in the last two seasons, and their defense yeah. doesn't – Shiana was supposed to be their defensive coordinator, and he left in the offseason. It is, it is why the Patriots hold on to Josh McDaniels because right. Belichick knows that's the area he needs somebody else to take the reins in. Um, so I think the Steelers played probably one of the best defenses in the league week one. I don't think the Steelers are going to be as good as they have been. And I think the Seahawks have a pretty good defense. So I think Pittsburgh will play better in this game, but. I still like Seattle. Um, yeah, I'm taking him. Uh, Chris Carson looked really good. DK Metcalf looked really good as well. I still think I think they have issues in the secondary. So the Steelers want to do anything in the passing game. Now would yeah. be a good time to start. Uh, we'll see. We'll see a better passing performance out of them. But we both like Seattle. Then we got what Buffalo at the Giants. Giants. Bills one and a half point favorites though. Yeah, you're the Bills. Their their defense looked great against New York. Um, not that that's you know any huge accomplishment. Yeah, uh, they gave yeah they gave Sam Donald the kiss of death in that second half. <laughs> they only put up they only put up seven points. The the Jets. Yeah, or maybe six points. I don't know. CJ Mosley scored a touchdown for him. So yeah. Uh, or maybe there's a safety. No, the safety is on Buffalo. Either way, they played really well against Sam Darnold and the Jets. I think Josh Allen is good enough to to pull some games out late. I don't think he's very consistent, but I don't think that matters when you have a really good defense. I think you can you can just have enough good moments and, and big throws late to the point where you can win. We've seen it with a good defense before. Um if they can limit turnovers, they're going to be a really good team. I don't know if they can, though. I think they're better than the Giants, though, so I'm taking them. You're going to take the Bills. Taking the Bills. Yeah. I want to take the Bills, and I agree with everything you just said, but I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Giants. Uh, they're playing – the Bills, by the way, they're playing in the same stadium, same road stadium two weeks in a row. That's really bizarre. Oh, that is bizarre. Isn't it? <laughs> that is crazy. Teams. And it's their, the same state they play on. Right. So they're, not, they're probably not leaving New York for a while. That's basically – that's pretty good for, for the Bills. Like, that's a great teams. start to the schedule. That's a great uh, break from the schedule makers. Yeah. Solid observation, Will. Yeah. Um, so I'll take the Giants, though. Just – I don't know. Just okay. They might win. How long until uh, Daniel Jones starts? <laughs> They keep losing like this. Soon? Very soon. Uh, they need to give Saquon Barkley the ball more than 10 or 11 times, though. Is that like, all he got it in that game? Yeah. And he still and he still had over 100 yards. Yeah, his first play was like a plus 50-yard run. Mm-hmm. They just, I, yeah, I don't know why they, why they don't give it to him 30 times a game. Um, uh, I think you're too far away from your mic. Oh, am I? Yeah. How about now? That's that's better. Okay. Here, we'll try twisting it around. All right. Uh, Patriots, Dolphins. 
fuck. Pats uh, are 18 and a half point favorites. Yeah, I think Average. they cover. I think they cover. You think they're going to beat them that bad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they get any sort of pass rush. I don't think any, they've got anybody to cover. Uh, Julian Edelman in the slot. I guess Antonio Brown's going to play. Yeah, we'll but see. Nothing matters. Um, here's here's what does matter. Walk for the Patriots. What I learned is that the reason I think Tom Brady has lost some games down in Miami is because he hates the humidity and he hates getting his hands wet from swamp ass. And Miami is a place that is a, a problem for him. And apparently he sticks a, a towel down his center's ass every game, regardless. So his hands don't get wet on the center quarterback snap exchange. That was an article on The Athletic today. And uh, just a, a good fact I think everybody needs to know that Tom Brady is a, a germaphobe. Larry Johnson approves. Larry Johnson, this is a manly thing to do. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the Patriots will win this game. Uh, yeah, I don't think we really need to talk about it that much. I mean, nope. the Patriots are going to win. They're going to win a lot. Um, you didn't like how Belichick handled that press conference about Antonio Brown. Oh, no, I just thought the, I just thought the Barry uh, – was it McCockiner? Yeah, Barry, Barry McCockiner. Oh, uh, I get it. About, used to be, probably shouldn't use that name uh, talking about Antonio Brown anymore. Probably not. Used to be Sports Talk Barry. Sports uh, Talk Joe originally when I started following him at least. I don't yeah. follow him anymore. There are – well, aren't there like a, a bunch of these accounts now? Like you don't even know which one is – well, he keeps getting suspended and uh, yeah. keeps making a new account and gets you know an immediate fifty thousand followers. That's crazy. But I, think, I think he's lost his fastball anyway. But this is a good tweet. This is a this, good tweet. I thought this tweet was funny. He said, uh, "Laughing my fucking ass off at Bill Belichick ending his press conference early because of the AB questions. Questions. Stand up there like a man and answer the questions, pussy." You signed him. Now you got to deal with the consequences. More reasons why nobody likes the Pats. And you know what? Like the I retweeted that, and there's been a lot of conversation going on in that uh, retweet. Oh, I bet. But I thought it was. There's kind of a point there. Like, Absolutely, yeah. And and I say that as somebody who likes the way Belichick handles the media. Like I think it's funny that he's always just like, "Fuck you guys. I don't want to do this." Um, but when you, when you do take a player like AB after everything that just happened and then something even worse comes out about it, like it's, it's fair for it's a little bit on you, it's yeah. a little bit on you for you took the chance, you rolled the dice, uh, so far it doesn't look good. Although I don't know, we can't, obviously we can't rush to conclusions right on something like this. So we don't know, uh, but definitely not a good start. <laughs> Yeah, and you know the other thing that's getting kind of weird about like when sexual assault accusations come out and like I believe it's it's obviously fair to try to let the the criminal justice system work and facts and information come out but the the weird thing I hear men say who want to not necessarily like defend but give the guy who's been accused a fair shot is like, I have a daughter, so 
you know, feel like I have a daughter, so I would never ever condone something like this, but we got to, it's like, just because you have a daughter, it's like, that's not a good argument. And I'm pretty sure Drew, his agent, like started with like, I have two daughters. There's no way I would be up here defending AB if I didn't fully believe him. It's like, stop saying that shit. Brandon, Brandon, you don't have a daughter yet. And I already said she could have sex with Gardner. Does that mean you condone this? Consensual sex with Gardner. Right, right. Of course, of course, yeah. Would never want to take advantage of Gardner Minshew. But, like, I don't know. It's just something I, like, kind of noticed. And it's just weird. Yeah, no, you don't have to have a daughter to to think that's a bad thing to do. (laughs) I have two daughters, so rape is bad. (laughs) Yeah, I've learned. (laughs) No fucking shit. Uh, but I, it, like, just, it just came to me. It, and, just, came, it just came on me. Yeah, uh, oh, man. I think there's some. This this case is going to be interesting, and the 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 woman who filed against Brown is talking with the NFL next week. Right. And obviously, w- whatever she presents to the NFL could sway their case for AB to go on the commissioner's exempt list which means he might play one game for the Patriots and then never play for them again. Right, and we, we all believe that regardless of what happens, he, the Patriots don't deserve to have him playing. Right. We'll be okay with that, you know, regardless yeah. of how the case turns out. Um, I think him not playing is perfectly just for how things have, have gone down this offseason. Yeah, I think he's done enough that wasn't even this – yeah. Where he shouldn't be fucking playing anyway. Not for the um, Patriots, at least, yeah. Not for the Patriots. I don't think he should be uh, – I don't know. He just feels like an I don't think he should play. I don't think he should be allowed to play for any team that's not the Raiders, honestly. Yeah, he should have to play for the Raiders. That's your punishment. Speaking of the Raiders, uh, Chiefs-Raiders. Chiefs, seven-point favorites in this game. Um, Tyreek Hill, not on IR for the Chiefs uh, with his – shoulder clavicle injury so he'll be back four to six to seven weeks uh the raiders obviously played solid football against the broncos it feels like the raiders match up really well against the broncos yeah i'll be curious to see how Derek carr performs again i think he can have success against the Chiefs secondary but uh, the Raiders, they had some big injuries. Jonathan Abram now uh, done for the season. Yeah. Even though he seems – I mean, he played a whole game with his shoulder. There's so many shoulder injuries this first week. is weird. Um, and – Gary on Conley is out too. Is he out? That's – I'd guess, yeah. His – yeah, because he had the neck injury that they That's carted him off. Enough. Yeah. He's supposed to return to practice this week, but again, like a neck injury, even when they say it's okay, you got to watch that pretty, pretty closely. So that's, you know, a starting corner, a starting safety out for the Raiders. Um, I don't know how good their defense can be, you know, without those guys. And Abram looked like he was a playmaker for them. He was sort of a difference maker in that game. So the difference, I don't think the Chiefs wide receivers are going to drop touchdown passes. No, I don't think so either. Patrick Mahomes uh, might yeah, not throw to him. see this offense without Tyreek Hill because uh, they really slowed down in the second half without Hill creating all that space for Sammy Watkins. 
Yeah, I think they get Hardman more involved in this game to kind of Probably. replace some of the, the Hill production. Yeah, he's still not Tyree Kill, but no, but we'll it's, see. I think you can utilize him in a, a similar way. But yeah. I mean, I, hopefully, you know, Tyree Kill never plays again. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick – I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. Uh, Saints at Rams. This is obviously a rematch of the NFC Championship. Saints will have a large, large boulder on their shoulders. Yeah. Uh, the Rams. I wish, I wish this game was in New Orleans. That's. No. I did too. Yeah. Uh, they were, the, yeah, the Saints fans were a little annoying last week. Um, rightfully so, but the, it's not a fun game to ref. The same, it's not the same in officiating crew. No, but still, what kind of fans going to care or know about that? Sure, why not? Uh, the Rams didn't look super impressive beating Carolina, but I still think they're – man, I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints. Yeah, I feel like the Saints are going to – they have to win this game. Uh, yeah, they, I don't think they can – I don't think they can lose this game. I don't think they're capable of losing yeah, it. Yeah, I tweeted something last week, like, why does God hate the Saints – when you know like their names the saints and then they won the game so i think this might be their their season they they (laughs) saints lose to the vikings then the the no call happens and then i was like oh shit they're gonna they're gonna lose this way uh but maybe this is a different season for the saints could be this is probably going to be – this could be the best game of the week, though. But I feel I – mean, like, looked uh, pretty much unstoppable. Yeah. Even Latavius Murray looked pretty good. I think it's a – you know, Michael Thomas caught everything. So, yeah, I, I think the Saints are uh, – I think they're going to avenge their loss to some degree. Uh, we're both taking the Saints. Bears at Broncos. The Broncos have not lost – a home opener since 2011. Hmm. It's Vic Fangio versus his old boys. Uh, hopefully former Bear Bryce Callahan will be in the lineup this time because clearly it made a difference in the Raiders game. Yeah, I don't think he will either. Oh, that, that's, that's not good. Um, although, yeah, I'd t- rather take my chances against Mitch Trubisky than, uh, <laughs> than Derek Carr, who seems to play well against us every single time. I think my question is – I got two questions on either side of the ball is how will the Broncos offensive line without Jawan James slow down the bears pass rush. And on the other side of the ball, how will they get someone to match up with Allen Robinson? Because they struggled with Darren Waller. They put Darren Waller on Isaac Adam on Monday and they had no answer for him. Uh, They don't have anybody that's really big enough to, to handle Allen Robinson, I don't think. Maybe you put Chris Harris on him. Yeah, it's 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 a tough uh, tough conundrum. It's one of those times where you wish you had a keep to leap in the lineup. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I wish that every week, but right. Yeah, the Broncos, as of yet, do not have that physical corner that you know you can match up with the other team's either biggest receiver or their number one target if it's like the same guy. Um, I think the, what the Broncos have to look forward to is Mitch Trubisky is a guy who I think they can get to in terms of sacking him, pass rush. Uh, 
Uh, not a, still hasn't shown like he's great going through progressions and reads. Uh, if his first target's not there, it's kind of a crapshoot. So I think the Broncos' defense yeah. will have more success maybe up front with him. But, yeah, the secondary still a concern. And Justin Simmons is like your big guy back there. But he gave up that first touchdown to the Raiders to uh, Williams. Go Williams, yeah. And we saw Simmons struggle a lot last year. So I'm still not sold like he's going to be this good coverage safety that you can kind of piece around. Um, and I know he's on the field all the time. Like he's a good football right. player. I'm not saying he's not, but I want to see him not give up a touchdown or, you know, make a play on a, a guy like that. But yeah, Bryce Callahan. Well, uh, we saw some good plays out of Kareem Jackson. Yeah, that, that was, that was encouraging. People were saying they should move him to corner, which I don't think is the solution at all because he, he's played better at safety than corner the last couple of years. Yeah. So I think you're just making yourself worse by doing that. Uh, Mitch Trubisky has a lot of difficulty throwing to his left. And Isaac Yadam played on the left side of the field. The defense is right, but the offense is left. Most of the time I'm on Monday Night Football, so I don't know. Maybe that turns out to be uh, not a huge problem because it yeah. only seems like Trubisky can throw uh, to his right side of the field. Uh, then again, maybe I'm just like coming up ways, uh, <laughs> coming up with ways uh, in my head to to have the Broncos win. I'm gonna take him though, just because of the the home opener factor and the the Vic Fangio factor. I, I think he'll know. You know, it's it's really hard to game plan against the Bears defense just because they're just so good at the line of scrimmage, and you can't really plan for that necessarily. Uh, but I, I think he'll have enough insight, and the crowd will be will be uh, crazy enough to, to make it work. That'll help. Uh, I'll save my pick for the prediction episode. Tees. Oh, Good you got to watch that shit. Eagles at Falcons. Uh, oh, the Bears are two and a half point favorites, though, just so everybody knows. They scored three points last week. Or are the Broncos two and a half point favorites? No, I think Chicago is. is. Okay. Eagles, Falcons, Eagles only one and a half point favorites uh, on the road to Atlanta, who, like we mentioned, did not played really play. bad. Yeah. Eagles 3-0 against the Falcons in the last three meetings. Uh, my question is, who decides when to stop counting on those stats? I think about that at least once a week. Somebody's like, this team is 11 and whatever. And it's like, that's a weird situation. And that's, when it becomes convenient. Yeah. You stopped counting once you had what you wanted to say about that stat. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like, why not do the last five meetings? Um, exactly. Eagles looked really good once they finally started to get things going. And I think the Eagles defensive front is going to be a problem for the Falcons. Yeah, even without Malik Jackson, they slide uh, Timmy Jernigan in, who's a really good backup to have. Yeah. Uh, um, and Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson. Great. I mean, the Eagles have a lot of weapons for their offense. Uh, I don't think the Falcons can stop them all. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles again. And even as someone that thinks the Falcons will bounce back, I think it's a close game. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles also because I'm mad at the Falcons. I defended them. I said they were going to be good. 
and bounced yeah. back last week, and they maybe still could be. They still could be. And the final game of the week, a game that many probably hoped would be a great Monday night football matchup. And it's going to be. Ooh, Browns at Jets. Starting for the New York Jets. Uh, We've got Baker versus Simeon. Classic. Has contracted mononucleosis. Who do you think he got it from? That's a good question. Browns are six-point favorites. Who gave... Darnold Mono. Well, some are saying Demarius Thomas. Um, and some are saying Trevor Simeon. Like, I mean, DT came from the Patriots. Tom Brady, with his past, probably is just a constant carrier of Mono. So I could see yeah. it being DT. I don't need. Mono's a weird thing for an. Like. For somebody, I don't know. Just something you don't you don't think about. He's being uh, Sam Darnold is being quarantined in his apartment. Yeah, because that's super contagious, right? Yeah, yeah. They're not letting him around. The, they're not. They're not uh, taking any chances bringing him around the team. Because yeah. imagine if your whole team just got mono. Well, and how quickly that could spread to the whole NFL. Yeah. So yeah. You know, the 2019 enough, NFL season, forever known as the mono year, when the NFL yeah, had to cease operations. I don't. Do you even think Sam Darnold has that nice of an apartment in New York? No. I mean, he's he's on a rookie contract. I don't think he even cares. Probably lives in Manhattan. <laughs> oh, good fucking lord. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna stay home. Uh, that's gonna be a really weird feeling. Probably can't go to the game. He's probably gonna have to watch it on TV. Trevor Simeon is starting in the year 2019. It's the it's the future we all envisioned, except he's playing for the Jets instead of the Broncos. Yeah, gets I mean, DT on his side. Uh, he's got a pretty pretty decent receiving squad there with with Anunwa. Demarius Thomas. No, a new a new one's out for the season, bro. Oh, That's what why the they fuck? brought in DT. Oh, yeah, Quincy. Yeah, well, with Jamison Crowder and Demarius Thomas, uh, he might not have the luxury of uh, Le'Veon Bell on Monday. Yeah, Bell getting an MRI on his shoulder. So, of course, the shoulder. Yeah, a lot of things going wrong for the Jets already. <laughs> um, right. Oh, man. The Browns, we, we dove into the Odell Beckham watch thing yesterday uh, that he wore a $190,000 watch during the game. Just bizarre. Just doesn't make sense why you'd want to. Uh, he feels singled out about it. Yeah, he's singled so, out because he's the only one that wore a watch. Don't be an asshole who wears a watch during a fucking NFL game. It's stupid. I think I really hate this because it's just a – it's obvious – that he said he had a deal with whatever manufacturer of the watch it was to a wear the watch, knowing that it would become a problem, knowing that it would become a story. Their name gets out a bunch. Uh, he's going to get a free watch out of it. They're, they'll probably pay whatever fine he has to, uh, uh, he has to take because of this. Uh, I hate it. Yeah, no, it, it's, I think I, I don't want this to keep happening. Yeah, does Odell's promoting a, a another product every week? Just fucking 
just do a regular advertisement because this is clearly just guerrilla marketing and it's bullshit. And I think you should be suspended for a game if you do this. I No, I swear to God, I'm not even joking. Well, yeah, I mean, I think now the NFL has to say, like, this – you can't wear this, and if he does, don't let him play unless he takes it off. And Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it's, a stupid – It's he is so lucky that Antonio Brown appears to be a thousand times more distracting than him. Uh, yeah, because we forgot how much of a dickhead Odell is. With Without Antonio Brown – this would have been like the big story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like a silly thing. Like a lot of people don't like Odell Beckham. I'm pretty indifferent on him. I don't, I don't think negatively of him. I don't think super positively of him. Um, so I really don't care. And I hope he continues to keep wearing the watch or trying to wear it because it'll give me something to talk about. <laughs> uh, but do you think the Brown – I mean, I think the Browns – Actually, I'm going to pick Trevor Simeon to win this game uh, out of loyalty. Yeah, I'm taking the Jets, too. Uh, how bad do you think the Browns are, then? That's the real question. Uh, you know what? No, I'm taking the Browns. I'm taking the Browns. I'm not <laughs> stupid. I think they're not as bad as they played against the Titans, but the fact of the matter is uh, they didn't get better. I don't, I don't know if they got better trading Zeitler for Beckham and trading Jabril Peppers. Yeah, Zeitler's – that's took a tough guy to lose. Their passing game was never the problem last year. Uh, out of all the problems they had, because remember, they were a 7-8-1 team that was, uh, you know, anointed off-season champions, anointed uh, the best team in Browns history all of a sudden when they really hadn't earned anything. Uh, they wouldn't shut the fuck up the whole off-season. Baker kept talking. Uh, Odell kept talking. Everybody. First-time head coach who was elevated from quarterback coach to head coach. Uh, maybe it'll take a little time for him because he looked really, really bad against the Titans. They were the most undisciplined team in football. Baker looked shitty in the fourth quarter. Uh, they deserved it, frankly. Uh, I hate them. Uh, they suck. They'll probably win against the Jets. <laughs> That's fair enough. You convinced Will. Yeah, I think my concern is um... – because I, I think Baker's a good quarterback. I think he will be a good quarterback. But when the pressure was on in that game, he got worse. Absolutely. And I feel like that's out of character, but uh, it is yeah, a bit concerning of how bad he played. It wasn't like he made one interception and then it was one after another after another. He kept fucking yep. up. He was, like, trying to make something happen. I get that. But uh, I'll be curious to see how he holds up if – this game is close. That's kind of like what I want to watch. Like, I want to see this game be close in the fourth quarter and see how the Browns sort of handle that. Um, and I think I think we both uh, obviously want to see Trevor Simeon play well. Yeah, I want Trevor to win, so that's why I'm going to pick the Jets. I don't think the Jets are going to win. I don't think the Jets are a good team. I don't think it's going to be a good season for the Jets. But And if Le'Veon Bell doesn't play, oh, shit. Uh, Who's their backup? Backup. Uh, I don't think they have a backup running back. It's not Crowell anymore, right? No. Let me look right now. Maybe, Maybe it is. In this. Depth chart. Jets. Our lads. They've got Ty Montgomery. That's right. Oh, right. So why just And Belial Powell. Right. And Belial Powell still. All right. 
All right, well, that's all the games. I'm officially picking the Jets. We made it through this podcast. And you made it through this podcast. You, more importantly, made it through. Every Thursday we'll be doing this podcast, so. Breaking it down for you. And here's a tease. Might be doing almost daily podcasts shortly. Shorter daily podcasts, obviously, with this Thursday one still going. More to come on that. Just another another way to consume Brandon Perna. And some will. The event, yeah, possibly. My silent partner, Will Keys. Mm. All right, bye.